Alrighty. See, Focus, I have, fellas. I've woken up, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, enter- I'm entertaining Fitz. You just sit back, relax. Non-Star Wars man. You really? Well, I like Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Wars. Maybe not as there. much as you, but I like Star Wars. Yeah, I like Star Wars. Live long and prosper, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's your intro. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hey everybody, welcome to uh, RC Roundtable or something. Uh, <laughs> God, I hope that's not our intro. Our yes, PT it is. Barnum right here. Because it's your fault, this is an early recording. Uh... Uh, and I'm not awake, so this is what you're going to get. Terry, you want to take over? Let's just put this guy in the corner. <laughs> so this was Lee's idea to record this early. and I have I have a job today. I need to get started. Oh, poor you. Got a job. Fitz, I just need to, pretend my, you work for a morning radio show. My club relies on me to mow the field so they can have a glorious, uh, you know, floody weekend. The grass is not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So complain to me about starting up early, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I got to complain to somebody. Might as well be you. <laughs> Might as well be me. Well, sorry, everybody, for that uh episode uh i've had a couple of sips of coffee so i'll slowly um become part of the known universe in a second become become less aggressive to me I'll become less aggressive. <laughs> i'd appreciate that i did nothing to you buddy terry you're lucky you live up in another time zone so i don't <laughs> remind me as often as you can <laughs> yeah for someone who had snow this week yeah <laughs> we were we we're dealing with 80 90 degree weather and <laughs> you tend us a picture that says, it's snowing. Yeah. Cry me a river. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, funny, I was talking to a relative up in Connecticut, and they were complaining about the snow, too, they had in last month. Yeah. No, yeah. So, anyways. It's crazy times we live in. It's that crazy time. Uh, so, anyways, we've got, uh, hopefully, we'll have a nice show for you today. We've got a couple of new products that popped up in the last couple of days. Which one do we start with? Flip a coin. Flip a coin. So well, I think the newer coin. one is the the timber. So let's talk about that. Okay. So let's talk about the older one first then, right? <laughs> Whatever. Again, flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a coin. Do I have a coin? Flip some 3D filament. <laughs> hey, I got a 3D printed nut. Let's flip that. There you go. Does it have Does it have a separate side? Could you hear it? Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I flipped it, but I didn't assign a side. <laughs> You need drink more coffee. <laughs> drink more coffee. <laughs> hey, I want to. That's that's going reverse rotation. I'm going to go to UMX first because okay, he's, he feels um, slighted and unloved because we never talked about him before. He's been out for a little while. Are you talking about me or the airplane? <laughs> so there's a UMX Ultrix <laughs> BNF Basic. It's like a cute little bugger. How big is it? Take it away, Terry. 13 and a half inch wingspan. I've got one in my grubby little hands right here. Oh. 
So, so I, what's your thoughts? Well, this one is kind of interesting because it flew under our radar, pardon the pun, and I think we were aware of it, but we don't believe we talked about it on the show and we haven't talked about it offline, but what a cool little UMX plane this thing has turned out to be. It's a, a Delta wing and it's got two brushless motors and these things are tiny. The outer diameter of the motors is uh, 10 millimeters. So it's not the smallest brushless Ooh. motor I've ever seen, but it's uh, certainly among yeah, the smallest. Small. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for a brushless system, it runs on a one cell battery, one cell, 500 milliamp hour. That's when Interesting. you go, ooh, ah. Ooh, fascinating, Captain. Yeah, I think it's uh, 13,000 kV motors or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Vitz likes that. Hey, you know, I, I know I don't want to take derail this conversation too Oh, please much, do. When, please. But that's me. That's my job. My job is the derailer. The When you sent... You know, when I saw the picture and I'm looking at it, I, I have mentioned this before, but I had a great, great plane that I got started with Austin into RC. It was the Air Hogs X-Twin. It was a differential thrust aircraft made yeah. of foam. Uh-huh. Very tiny little thing. Was it the biplane? But, no, no. It was a little jet plane. Okay. I had the biplane oh. version and it was fabulous, but go ahead. And it, this was a pusher version, but it kind of reminds me of this. And I've always, always loved that X-Twin. It's many, many years old, but uh, and I have never seen another one since. But we loved it. It was so easy to use. It, you know, the battery was built in, so you charged it on the transmitter. And we used uh, when he was at uh, you know Mother's Day Out program, and we borrow their gym. <laughs> you know that little thing flew great in there, and he could easily fly that sucker. It was just nice and slow, and it was very lightweight. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking more. I'm looking forward to your story on it. But that's like. That's kind of a neat little plane to bring us back to that kind of memory. I think, I mean, even though he's outgrown this, I think I'd, I'd get one for Austin and, and probably have him smiling again like he used to as a little, little tiny kid. <laughs> tiny anymore. Anyway, continue. Um, I hate to disappoint you, but probably the oh. only feature this has in common with that Airhog's plane is the differential thrust. In the foam. And that it's foam. <laughs> it's foamy. It's foamy. <laughs> so it's a differential right. thrust um, tied to the rudder controls yes so it's got normal elevon controls with the two servos the normal umx linear servos and then it has differential thrust that's built into the escs which are built into the receiver which is you know all integrated together and it's got a lot of authority and that's the great thing about differential thrust you get full yaw authority even at zero airspeed so this thing has three flight modes basically you can have safe turned on which as with every other model it gives it auto leveling and it gives it pitch and bank limits and even with that i don't think it's safe in the hands of a beginner it's still a very nimble little airplane but then there's also two modes where you turn safe off and it's basically just different uh, throws <laughs> so it's oh my god and then mommy help me <laughs> no there's safe on which is kind of docile then there's safe off which is hey this is kind of fun and then there's safe off high rates you're like oh my gosh and yeah, it's crazy. But for a UMX plane, it has just a huge performance envelope. The wing loading I calculated out is something like five ounces per square foot or less. So it'll fly super slow and you can put it in high alpha and you have great control in high alpha with the differential thrust. But those little motors really 
get it kicking and it'll zoom around the little schoolyard and nothing flat. So it is just a ton of fun. And Fitz, I know you are very familiar with the, um, the VEC jets and mm. now they would do flat spins with the, by turning the motor. So this thing does flat spins every bit as fast as the VEC jet did. Oh, nice. And as soon as you let off the, the rudder input, bam, it comes out of it and it's flying again. So anyway, it's a lot of fun. You go up and do hammerheads, but instead of just you know, pointing the nose back down at the top of the hammerhead, you do like a 360 and come down. Or I guess that would be a 540. But anyway, you get the point. Just tremendous yaw authority all the time. And when you get a, a little bit of speed underneath it and you do a full deflection roll, the thing just becomes a blur. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever done a full deflection roll and made it stop where I knew which orientation the wings are in. I always just let off the stick and then have to you know, take a second to figure out whether it's right side up or upside down. It's called a randomizer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've just been really impressed. It's a fun little airplane, and it weighs next to nothing. It's made out of EPP. You know, a lot of these UMX planes are, what, EPS or something like that. But this is mm. EPP, and the nose sticks out, and it makes it kind of like a big squishy bumper. So I've plowed it into the ground a couple times, and you couldn't tell. It sounds like they figured people are going to be smacking these things around. Yeah. So I mean, it's the kind dramatic. of airplane where you build a lot of confidence because you're not afraid to just try stuff with it. Because it's going to be difficult to break the thing. There's no momentum behind it when it hits the ground. So I think the only thing I'm going to break, and the only thing I have broken so far is the props. And that's because I tried to do an ROG from a, a dirt infield. It comes with a little nose skid. So if you have to land on concrete, you're not going to skid in on the foam. So yeah. it's got this little thing that pops in that basically just elevates the nose off the ground. And so I got clever. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if you can ROG with that. And maybe you can, but you can't do it from dirt. And so as I was trying to, I hit some rocks with the props. Oh, yeah. But it includes an extra set of props. So I'm back in business. Oh, nice. So I'm intrigued by the motor, but when I looked on the replacement motor, it looks like it's not the right motor to, to have the wrong link. It's like a 500 kV motor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks yeah. the wrong shape completely. Oh, I haven't looked at that. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, these motors are 10 it, millimeter Tiny, tiny brushless jobs. Uh, or maybe it looks similar. But yeah, intrigued by the motor. I wonder if the motor would be good for some other, other projects, too. Uh, maybe. And uh, I wonder if this receiver... Oh, I'm sure you can move all the receivers around. But mm. with this one, the mixing for Elevons is built in. So you don't have to do any of that on your transmitter. So if you were going to move that receiver to a conventional airplane, I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, it probably wouldn't work very well. I've never had any luck reprogramming those UMX receivers. They make a link for it, but I've never been able to make it work. Yeah, I understand each each model is specially tuned, has a specially tuned receiver for it. So. Yeah, and for the big ones, they have the programming cable. You can go in there and tweak all that stuff if you want, or just turn it off. So if you swap one of those 636 receivers into mm. another model, that's... Usually not a oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah, but, 66 stuff, but yeah, I don't know about the small stuff. Yeah, the ultra micros. Now, that being said, my tiny Waco glider has the safe receiver out of their micro T28. Mm. And for that one, I lucked out because whatever safe settings they have for the T28 work well in the Waco. So hmm. I did not have to do any tweaking. I see they have an optional light kit for night flying on this. Yeah, I don't have that on mine, but it's funny. If you look on the bottom side of the wing, on the leading edge, there's molded in 
the, I guess, grooves for the light kit. So, yeah, I guess it's just a pop-in deal. It's like an awfully small thing to fly at night. <laughs> right? It's an awfully small thing to fly in the day. <laughs> Flying a firefly at night or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, like I said, it's a, a fun little thing. I've noticed it, and it just never really caught my attention. But now that I've flown it, I'm like, oh, more people need to know about this. It's a fun little airplane. Ah, that's great. Is it going to be uh, one of your reviews? Yep, it'll be in Park Pilot soon. Oh, neat. Yeah. I see a video guy just, just holds it by its tail and lets go of it. Oh, yeah, launches. Easy. You know, it's got the safe, and we talked about before with bigger planes, safe is great for hand launches because it gives you time to get both transmitters on the sticks. And so yeah. often I do launch with safe, but once you get it trimmed out, that's no big deal either because it flies at half throttle or less. You just give it a little bit of throttle and push it forward, and that's it. Good to go. Nice. Oh, I, f- I forgot. I did have one issue that I had to fix with it. It's got those normal UMX push rods that have the U-bend in it for adjusting the length. Yeah. Um, at high speed, it was getting some erratic control response. And basically, the, the reflex in the elevons is held in tension on the push rods. And what I think was happening is as it got faster, the pressure on the elevons was making the push rods flex. And I was getting some pitch oscillations that were uncommanded so uh, since then i've spanned a little piece of one millimeter carbon fiber over that adjustment loop and that seems to have fixed it so now the push rods can't yeah. flex yeah it's a little yeah spongy con- control yeah flutter got almost like a flutter kind of thing uh, no it, it wasn't fluttering but it was definitely taking a mind oh. of its own at top speed Interesting. So you didn't you didn't want to put a four forty in your push rod on that right there? Solve <laughs> that problem right then and there. <laughs> yeah, I was all nope. over those. <laughs> so I don't know if you answered this. What's the flight time? One S five hundred, right? Yeah, they advertise between five and eight minutes, and that's about right. And it all depends, of course, on how heavy you are with the throttle. On those times when I'm just kind of loafing around, uh, doing close in stuff, it's closer to eight minutes. And those times when I'm doing goofy stuff, it's closer to five. Yeah, I trust their numbers on that. Hmm. And it uses JST connectors on the battery. <laughs> I saw that, but I didn't think I was going <laughs> to open that can of worms yeah. with you. I mean, oh, in this it application, perfect. it can't be pulling many amps. I haven't measured it, but yeah. it's, it's probably fine here. But my only real gripe about that, and Horizon, if you're listening, oh my gosh, pick a connector and go with it on your UMX planes. Because you've got the JST on this guy, and then on those two cells ships they've got that weird i don't know proprietary plug that doesn't match anything else and acts as a balance plug too and they had that uh what's the ec2 for a while anyway there's just plugs are all over the place and then the smaller one cell stuff has those small jst plugs just i don't know i feel like there's too much variability there yeah well, and, and I know you don't like the JSTs, but I was actually glad to see that because it is a smaller aircraft. You're not going to pull too many amps, so it's it's okay. Because I was afraid it was going to be one of those proprietary, and you'd have to get a proprietary battery, and then you're stuck, you know, having to spend those those dollars for, you know, little tiny batteries. And mm-hmm. the good news is you can find a 1S500 with a JST relatively inexpensively and get a couple. Yeah, even charge them the, up and take them out. the Horizon version is less than 10 bucks, so... Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's one of those, yeah, I, I guess I'd rather have that, though, than, than a proprietary. 
Yep. But I, one of my other new planes is the UMX Turbo Timber, and it's got those weird... It's a three-pin connector, but they've only got two pins in it, and you've seen it. They're two-cell 280s. Ugh. Just... It's frustrating. <laughs> but I digress. That's the Ultrix. Well, it's 120 bucks. It's back-ordered till June. Oh, is and it? Yeah, um, I... I I don't know. I, I'm thinking. I, I guess. I guess the price is fair. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can judge on that. But I'll tell you, it's like I keep thinking about a little Park Flyer airplane in the the, the Champ. You know, it was a ninety nine dollar plane, and there, all right, there's no AS three X, nothing like that. So I think the hundred twenty might be justifiable. But when I compare it to the price I paid for my little, uh, you know, air hogs, <laughs> it's like it's, I could buy three. So <laughs> yeah, and fun per dollar, the air hogs is a good contender. I'll give you that. Yeah, so I mean, and but I'll I don't know. I'll talk to Austin see if he has an interest in this. It looks like fun. Did you have, did you have fun, Terry? I did. Uh, did, did that did not you, come across? No, I think so. But it was like, were you smiling? Were you laughing? Were you giggling when you put you know that thing in a spin and went, holy smokes! Yeah. I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time I put the throttle all the way forward, I'm like, oh my gosh, where'd it go? You know how we talked before about having these little contests, you know, change your mode, you know, reverse the servo. This is, should be, we, we put you in a spin, tell you to close your eyes for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, find it. Yeah. <laughs> and you have that long because when you put it in those flat spins, it's coming down like a parachute. It hardly descends yeah. at all. <laughs> hey, is it loud? I'm just curious. It's such a high KV. These um, spin- no. Uh, I no. took it to the local park that's bordered by houses yesterday, and I did not feel conspicuous at all. Okay. It's a UMX odd, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it was, it was funny you say that. I was thinking, yeah, his, uh, his timber is pretty loud. It just, it, you know, it resonates with all that uh, foam, yeah. hollow foam. Yeah, and I've noticed some of the timbers, it's not an issue with my new one, but my old timber, it just, the prop never ran true. And so it, it always had a little bit of a vibration to it. Cool. Yeah. Well, guess you get to wait for it, though. What am I waiting for? Well, you have to wait for these to come out, just if you're listening. Because you know, oh, we're talking to people. Gotcha. It's early June, so it'll be a while. Th- that's right around the corner. Yes, You say that. It's the middle of <laughs> May. It, it starts with early June. <laughs> you know, we have this little crazy time we're experiencing right now. <laughs> Things get extended. Right. So let's, let's hope it's just early June. But that's just from Horizon. They could be on the shelves in local hobby shops oh, near you. So go check. Go knock on the doors. Tell them Terry sent you. Tell them Terry All right. Well, thanks, for that, that's, thanks for that uh, product dissertation, Terry. Sounds like a fun little guy. I hope to see one at some point. Uh, looks like it would be really like little speedy, high-rolling balls of fun like that. So. Yeah, when I did full deflection rolls, I'm like, oh, this is fits this kind of airplane. <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay, well, uh, looks like Horizon Hobbies has another thing they just dropped. Uh, something old is new again, and they have a Night Timber. How many Timbers X. do they make now? Uh, timber here, Timber there, Timber everywhere, Yeah, seems like. Here, Timber uh, there, Timber everywhere, Timber, Timber. Here, Timber there, Timber. So it looks like they took the Timber X, which is was their sort of uh, highly aerobatic version of the timber and added lights to it and is that it basically it's just this timber x with lights no they installed that new spectrum avion esc so oh um not familiar with that tell us about it terry have you reviewed that nope 
I thought Fitz oh, had it's... one in his. Oh account. yes, I did. That's the telemetry. <clears throat> yeah. So I knew one of you had it. So yeah. Sorry. It's the telemetry. You see. So. So I had to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Told you not a wake Focus. Yet. Let's so, pause while Ter- uh, Fitz has another cup of coffee. Well, okay. Yeah. So I hadn't had a chance to look at it. Yes, it has the whoa sixty amp avion. 60 amp. <laughs> Not just the 60 amp, the whoa 60 amp. 60, 60 amps. amps. You could have, a man could have a lot of fun with that in Vegas. So the Avions have telemetry built into them. And so I had one in my Hellcat. And it was actually quite nice. It has a lot of stuff uh, that's, there's no extra wires, which was nice. You just plug it into a compatible receiver. So I imagine it has a telemetry receiver as well to talk to this. Real-time battery voltage. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and it was with the compatible spectrum radio. It's not, uh, I think you have to have the, the telemetry radio as well. I had the, the DX8G2. And there was surprisingly a lot amount of telemetry built into the thing. And in fact, in my video, I had too much stuff turned on. And the it was beeping like crazy when I took off because somehow I turned the Vario on. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, you have your battery voltage, currents. You can set alarms if you pull too much current if your battery gets too low and uh, the voltages uh, over temperature it, it can spit out all kinds of data so the, i was real impressed with the amount of stuff they had and now it seems like it's migrated into their bind and fly planes that's i hope that's a trend and not an anomaly hmm. if the costs stay reasonable it, yeah if they got a reasonable cost this one is two ninety nine? Is that a reasonable cost for Timber X? I don't know, but I can uh, say for most of my airplanes, telemetry features are lost on me. I'm just too simple minded to to pay much mind to it. Yeah, people and using their forks and, and driving cars and right indoor heating. Yeah, they're overthinking. It. Did you walk well, uphill both ways to school when you were a kid? <laughs> and we liked it. You, <laughs> you're you're paying for a timber x and then you're adding light so you can start doing that calculation but for me i think they should have had three options they should have had uh, plug and play they should have had just a standard safe as3x and then the smart esc is another option so they could spread it out three maybe they're just trying to force you to try this avion but i think what is cool about this avion esc is that you can program it and i don't know if you guys watch the video but my son got a hold of it because he likes my timber x and you can program this throttle for reverse. Ah, they actually have this this thing back taxiing onto the runway. And yeah, then it's reverse. That's yes. the thing. So this can reverse. be. I know. So now this this ESC can be programmed for forward and reverse. How about that? Wow. I, I see Terry with in my head. His little fingers are are strumming. Hmm. I'm just picturing <laughs> a space shuttle approach to the runway with reverse thrust, full <laughs> flaps. Yeah. Anyway, that's what you can do. So that you, I think you have to buy the programming box separately. Uh, you could do it with your throttle stick. That that's nightmare programming. But yeah, that's hey, just, that's that. one of that's one of the na- nice features. But I think again, you have to tie all this into having you know the Spectrum Avion compatible, you know, smart ESC receiver, and having that uh, programming box and a smart battery. I think I mean when you when you think about it, all those things, you have to have as one kit. So it does start to add up. But, I mean, talk about fun value. That's kind of cool, right? I think yeah. so. Especially, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, how many, we've always seen uh, a variable pitch aircraft, you know, doing indoor gymnasiums, doing awesome stuff. But now the idea that you could crank, <laughs> crank 
crank this motor in, in midair to reverse the prop. It's also going to sound cool, right? Well, you know, variable pitch kind of came and went. I think there was a time when we thought it was going to be the new thing, but it just never really materialized. I think the problem with variable pitch is it couldn't handle a lot of power. Yeah. I think they're real power limited. Well, yeah. now you've got a whoa 60 yeah. amp avion, so. Yeah, that's, speaking <laughs> of power, 60 amp seems like a lot for a Timber X, so mm. you have a lot of headroom for power setup and prop selection. I think Gary was just, <laughs> he, was, he was drinking one night and said, let's do this. <laughs> and they said, okay. <laughs> He's been known to do stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> anyway, it's, the, just to, I'll add on this, the Timber X is a great plane. In fact, uh, as soon as we're done here and I go to Mother Field, that's the one plane I'm going to throw in my truck. I got the new servos in the wing and uh, I'm, you know, I like it. it. It's fun to fly. It's one of those great planes you can just throw in the car. It fits perfectly in my Suburban. Uh, it's a little probably bigger for a small car. That's <laughs> uh, not much. Uh, my car fits thing. perfectly in your I, Suburban. I'm just saying for my Suburban, well, no, I, I, meaning the wings built in, I just put it in there and I don't worry about it. You know, don't, there's some other, get me, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying for the big, for the size that it is, and I don't want to disassemble the wing, it's great to just throw in there and go. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's an incredibly fun plane. It is a, it is a fun plane. And, you know, just touch and goes and it is fun so yes definitely definitely a worth a, a view if you're not sure if you've had an interest yeah. but uh as far as the night part it looks cool it's very bright yeah. um you know, it, it looks like it flies just the same as the other one but um yeah i mean i i have not done one of these programmable and i'm not i haven't used a smart system yet you guys have i think but uh I guess it's something I should probably look into, get some more information on it. So just by comparison, the normal Timber X is $220. So it's another 80 bucks for the lights and the G-Wiz telemetry. Yeah, but I think you should, yeah, and I don't know, what's the cost of those smart batteries? How much, what percentage do you think is on top of the smart batteries over a standard size? Uh, in this case, I use a 4S 2200. I thought the smart batteries weren't that much more. I thought they were... Okay. Just 5% price change was nominal. So the power system is the same between the two? Yes. Oh, okay. Talking 3 and 4S. Yeah, by the way, if you're listening, if you're thinking about getting the Timber X or this Night Timber X, just forget 3S. Stick with 4S. Go with the 2200 or 2600. You will be very happy. Yeah. You do not need a 3S for this thing. It's way too way too light. Yeah, that's what I had, saw with um, I flew uh, Jeff's. From Jeff's, uh, it flew okay on 3S, but really 4S is really when it came alive. Yeah, yeah, no, no performance difference at flying low speeds with the 4S 3S. Just that you have way more authority and it's way more fun. So yeah, yeah, just don't even think about 3S. Just stick with 4S. Have fun. Uh, do you guys put the wing slats on yours, the leading edge slats? No, yeah. I wouldn't. I experimented with them on the turbo timber, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think for the Timber X, you, you, pro- you don't want to. For this type of plane, you don't want the slats. Unless you're like um, really just like doing patterns right side up, flying slow. Uh, but then that's kind of defeating the purpose, I think. Uh, this Having of the capabilities of this plane. So mm-hmm. it's nice, but I don't think... Personally, I'd recommend it for this style of this type of plane for the style of flying you want to do with this plane. Yeah, I tried the the leading edge slats on my UMX Timber, and I yeah. just didn't care for them. I didn't find any noticeable difference in low speed performance, and so I'm just and then they seem like a liability because they're fragile. So I just ripped yeah. them off. It probably is just too small when you're dealing with such low Reynolds numbers and efficiencies of a of a UMX size plane. Is probably not a 
they're gonna get the advantage. Yeah, I did notice a bit of a difference in the turbo timber with the slats. Um, it it slowed the roll a little bit. It had a different sound to it, uh, and you could do the stalls were slightly different, especially um, at uh, for controls at really 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 slow speeds. But it was such a low envelope that I didn't really see the advantage of them mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Uh, I think only if you're like a really low time pilot or somebody just wants really really mild flying they're, they're okay but if you're going to do aerobatics don't don't put them on okay sounds like we agree okay now and that is an option on the night timber right looks like it i see the little indentations on the wing yeah okay and you didn't answer that lee do you use the slots Oh, I answered. Just Fitz talked over me. <laughs> what? what? I, no, no. I guess said uh, what? No, the answer. I said no. I do not use them. La 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 la. <laughs> Who is this Lee you speak of? Uh, no, I don't use them. Okay, so we okay, all agree then. on something. When's the last time that happened? Man, the, the Earth is going to explode now. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So, guys, did you see this article in the news? <laughs> no, I did not, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are going, what the heck is he talking about? But, boy, are you going to find out a, a earload from your buddy Lee. But, man, making the rounds on Facebook. And I got an email. Actually. Well, there's your problem right there, Facebook. <laughs> Damn it, Facebook. Actually, one of our listeners, Nicholas Turner, he texted me or messaged me something because did you see this <laughs> and i'm looking at a photo of the blue angels in the air I'm like oh that's a really cool photo until i read the headline drone flies dangerously close to blue angels over detroit mm-hmm. and i opened up this article and boy you guys can imagine you know how angry i get about the faa but man this guy i don't even know if i should mention the guy because i don't want to be part of this this theory that he's getting death threats and he's had to get yeah, off of facebook yeah don't he's mention the name because it's it's only right. alleged at this point too if he's a flyer or not so don't mention well name. he's very okay. italian well, this, sounding this yes. and pardon the language folks this is we'll call him be, mario the mario kart <laughs> this is I thought it was luigi ass luigi yeah. <laughs> luigi all right we'll go with luigi i was <laughs> i feel it's worse damn it i am this oh my god i got so in fact terry's i can't wait for terry's response because i texted terry i actually called terry and i just started complaining i'm like i didn't care what he was doing he could have been on the on the toilet you know and i'm just like <laughs> did you see this did you see this crap oh my god but anyway if you haven't seen it i will unfortunately have a link to share with you but some guy decided what? it would be cool to fly his, and it says DJI Mavic. There's a hashtag here. So <laughs> I have some questions about that already. But this guy decided to go up in the air while they were flying over. And I'm not kidding you. I'm, I think you guys might have another estimate of distance. But it was clearly less than 200 feet from, what is it, yeah. number five? Yeah, it was number five. number five. Yeah. Oh, my God. Afraid. He's just that- sitting there hovering and... It so pissed me off. And the good news is it pissed off a lot, a lot of other people yeah. on the interweb. Now, now, uh, how, 
I'll have to admit, when I first watched the video, I was like, okay, this is slightly annoying, but it didn't look too bad. It wasn't until later in the video, I'm like, oh my god, I wanted to reach through the screen and throttle whoever was taking those pictures. Yeah, it looked like some yeah. scenes were shot, I don't know if legal is the word, but more responsibly, and some looked yeah. like they were shot with like a handheld camera. Yeah. And yeah. then the, the last one, you're like, oh, okay, that's yeah, for, there's the money shot. Yeah, for about half to two-thirds of the video, I was like, what's the big deal? And then, uh, then you see the money shot, and you're like... What the hell is this guy's major malfunction? Yeah. <laughs> I'm and oh my god! I, and in the quote, here's this the bad part. In he wrote this in parentheses. The end shot almost took out my drone. Oh. No, <laughs> hole, you almost took out our hobby. Language. I mean, <laughs> We're going to beep that out. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh my god. Anyway. Uh, uh, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to talk with you guys, but I'm also trying to talk to the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. But nah, everybody knows this, by this, now. This is a sad, sad state of affairs. This is not helping us at all. In fact, I'm sure the FAA is just rubbing their hands together trying to make a, a sample video of this. It's going to be used in their next presentation to start to start declaring this is why we need remote ID. Yeah. If we had known where this guy was, we could have told the blue angels to avoid traffic. We could have had the police arm the 20 mil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but my, maybe we'll talk about this and maybe I'm off my, my rocker here, but it says it's a DJI Mavic. How could he have taken off? It's downtown. It's. Does the it's, city have geofencing? I mean, he wasn't at an airport, so true but wouldn't i mean and there's ways to defeat thought, that stuff I, th I just thought dji's couldn't take off down i thought they really did have more restrictions than this i don't know my son has one but you know we just typically fly in open open fields not near never have flown in a populated area so i just thought they didn't allow this kind of crap especially i mean you'd think the blue angels would have had a restriction over this I mean, I, I would have. I would have thought that they would have had a restriction, you know, airspace, re a temporary flight restriction. The TFR? Yeah. yeah, just just during this flyover. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, <clears throat> damn it. So, uh, I guess I had to get off my, my chest. I was very angry, very upset. I'm still reeling from it. But I'll tell you, it was good, though. I mean, this was the, the I don't want to say the, the positive side, but it was good that going to this guy who posted the video on YouTube, he, he was able to grab this guy's video before he shut down his Facebook page and YouTube channel and showed the entire video. And you're t looking at all these people comment and you know that these guys uh, range from FPV pilots who fly drones and old timers who fly planes like me. And we're all together united going, this was the stupidest thing. Pitchforks and do. torches, man. Oh, we were. And look, I even commented, like, I, I am not, I'm not saying anything at all about this guy needing death threats. I would never go that far. But do I think jail time is necessary? Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, this was, oh my gosh, this, this, you would imagine if someone was at an airport and I'm just going to make up stuff here, but if you were at an airport and you were throwing rocks over the fence at someone like taxiing, <laughs> You'd think that would would warrant someone getting arrested, right? Yeah. Well, I think putting, a, a, I mean, well, let's just say it, the Blue Angels at risk for stupidity. And the people on the ground. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, if, if something had terrible had happened, that sucker would have gone down in a highly populated area. Right. Huh. Dang it. So Yeah, yeah. Anything else? That's all right. I well, guess I'll get off my soapbox for a while. Let me uh, crack open my brain for a minute and show you the contents. <laughs> As I okay. watched that video the first time yesterday, part of me said, huh, I wonder if the FAA is behind this, like staging some sort of extremely stupid thing 
just to help their cause. So is there tinfoil under your brain? When well, you no, because... Conspiracy uh, theory. Then wow. once I saw that really close, I'm like, no, even they wouldn't do that. That's just beyond ridiculous. But then I noticed other people put forth that same theory. So I... I'm now saying, no, I don't believe that's the case. This no, it wouldn't be a, that dangerous. The lone gunman behind the grassy knoll. Because but, he was really close. I mean, even with a wide angle, you could tell that was unbelievably close how he, he got to them. All right. Now, let, let's ask the, the odd question. Do you think it's real? Oh, yeah. It seemed real enough. You could see the props in the, in the video. And one of the shots. Not, not the, the money shot. Not that but, one? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So, just throw Wait, it so out. You Sometimes it's, perception uh, is reality. On these are we being well. trolled? I uh, that um, we that would be up to the expert to analyze the video. Who among us, or who in the world, who has ever flown a drone, would post that, not expecting to get crucified? Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Why would somebody post something like that and not expect to get dragged through the mud? Have you not shot met idiots wisdom? on the street? There are. Thousands and thousands of idiots among us. That's true. And I believe there's guys who put guns and flamethrowers on these. I, I'm not yeah. doubting the stupidity of the human race. I get it. I'm just, I'm throwing out a possibility. That's all I'm saying. And that well, would be better, right? If you know somebody comes out tomorrow, ha ha, I gotcha. That's certainly a better option than there's somebody that dumb in the world. I, 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 here's, uh, I'm just going to say this right now. If this is fake, is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying that's a possibility. If it's fake, it is an incredibly, incredibly, um, good fake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you, I mean, I don't know how that, I'm looking at it again. I'm watching it right now. I, it, it looks like an idiot did this. <laughs> you know, but we've seen videos like this where people are flying through like the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff, you know? Yeah. The ones who kind of got us started with this in the first place, you know, driving by. Oh, goodness gracious. Now, there, there was that video that had been questioned about a guy hovering over an airport in this huge airliner landing. Yep. Did you see that one, Fitz? I think so. Was that like in Las Vegas or something? Uh, there was one in Vegas and there was another one uh, at a, another. Like, I think it was another country. Okay. But I know people questioned the validity of that, whether it was fake. And it looked real to me. That was the one where uh, a guy had kind of a racing quad, right? That wasn't a photo ship. But he was he was right above the plane, so yeah. he, he got it going right un- underneath him. Yeah. But I don't think it was here in the U.S. I think it was somewhere else. Mm, I, yeah, if we're talking about the same one, I'm not so sure. But yeah. I don't know if that matters. Well, the, you know, the comment that he posted, I mean... Wow. I, <laughs> you got, now, I'm, now I'm wearing tinfoil. <laughs> Well, I believe it is. I believe it is real. I believe we have an idiot out there. You idiots! <laughs> I, I I hope that the community and, and I'll even say this. I hope the 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 law enforcement people do the right thing and they don't slap his wrist. I I hope they really take him to the woodshed. Yeah. And and let us all have a chance at him, <laughs> uh, because um, I think. I mean, I made a comment, but and I can't say his name, but what would we call him? What was the name we were giving him? Luigi. Gui- Luigi. Luigi. Um, you know, if Luigi's video is produced or shown in, uh, in the anti-drone or, you know, FAA videos as a reason why they're pushing stuff, like, this is what can happen. Uh, he, is, he is dead to me. <laughs> 
I, you know, his name will go down in history as one of those reasons why this hobby got screwed up. Yeah. I mean, we've had other people doing stupid stuff, don't get me wrong, but this was really bad. He'll be hereby henceforth known as Benedict Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, I think what I just said was the same thing this guy posted on the YouTube video. He said, I hope the FAA and the Navy come for Mr. Luigi. <laughs> well, what's the Navy going to do? They don't have any jurisdiction over that. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. If only they were armed. <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only that number five had sidewinders. <laughs> I mean, this is the FAA's baby, and let's watch them. Let's see how they handle it. Oh God! I you know what I, we need to um, uh, who else can we talk to? <laughs> Should I call Taylor? <laughs> He's probably just as bad as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking John Taylor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that's that uh, little bit of news, unfortunate news. So let's hope let's hope we can get through it. And please, if you're listening to our show and you feel like flying your drone in the air when there's a flyover, don't do it. Hey, speaking of, we've got a, we had a flyover here in Buffalo earlier in the week that had an F-35 and a tanker, but I wasn't able to see it. It was actually, it went over the hospital close by me, but it was a cloudy day, so I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. But there's another flyover tomorrow with some World War II planes, and I think it's going to be coming by my house as well. And that's from the National Warplane Museum in Geneseo, which is where Fitz and I flew some free flight models. Yeah, and we got to a tour at B-17. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we've had two flyers so far. We had the Blue Angels come over Northwest Houston, and I, yeah. well, over Houston, but I photographed and posted my photos uh, there. I, I, I was really happy with that location. Uh, we got a nice bank turn from them. Uh, but Lone Star Flight Museum had their flyover. They were, <laughs> we were expecting 30 planes. I think we got 15. Um, and some of the planes we were hoping to see did not make it. And it was okay. I hate to say that. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of aviation, but they were pretty high up, and they went right over our head. And it was just hard to see. I mean, I was zoomed in all the way, and they were still pretty tiny in my lens. And my brother actually got better pictures than me. Damn him. Maybe you just need a better uh, lens. Uh, that's it. Just this money, right? Just money. And a better attitude, Mister. <laughs> Where's your gratitude? Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they flew over. We did get to see the B twenty five, but uh, I kind of wish I. Thought they were going to be a little further east for me, but they were not. But I digress. So we did have a flyover. I don't think we're expecting any more. Do you know, Fitz? I have not heard of any more. Well, I'll say it for Lee because I know this is what he meant. Thank you, Lone Star Flight Museum, for taking the time and an <laughs> avgas to fly over Houston yeah. and Lee's house Rub in particular. my face in the dirt, why don't you? <laughs> well, that's what you mean, right? Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're fans of that museum. We were there opening day, weren't oh, yeah. we, Fitz? Yeah, oh yeah, we were there. We got some interviews. We maybe should repost that. Um, the interviews we did with the, would, some of the people that ran the museum. Would that make you feel better, Terry, if I apologize and put the video we did and put it back up on our Facebook page? I don't feel guilty. I know, but you're making me feel guilty. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being your alter ego today. All right. Man, what else am I going to do wrong? <laughs> I don't know I'm waiting to find out. I guess we're going to take a long break before the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> Go to quarter. Think about what you did. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm not going to uh, tell you. All right. So that's all we have for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you two were married. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we uh, move off of uh, idiot drone pilots to renegade Texans. 
<laughs> is there any other kind? That is awesome. Yeah. One of them. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> the stars at night, but grow big and bright. <laughs> we got fly-ins coming. That's true. That's right. The, uh, the fields are opening up again, and uh, we have a couple of uh, fly-ins coming up. Actually, one's next week, I believe. Uh, it is. week after. We've got the Cubs and Cousins at one of the local clubs. Uh, Space City, right, I think? Yeah, yep. Space City. Space City, uh, It's a club here in Houston. Uh, they have uh, a few fly-ins throughout the year. And they're having the, basically anything with a high wing, whether it's got one <laughs> or two wings or three, but as long as one of them is high. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I plan on going to that. You, Lee? You think you oh, yeah. Like yeah, Austin's really excited. In fact, he heard that, uh, I, I don't know who he's talking to. Now he's like... He's doing stuff, I want to say, behind my back. But obviously, he has got connections with other guys who are going to the event. Probably Chris Dunnan, because, you know, he met up with those guys at the Pearl Harbor event, remember? Mm. Oh, yeah. And he's made some friends, so they're going. And I think it's Anything Flies Friday and Cubs Only on Saturday. <laughs> or okay. similar, Cubbish yeah. <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> and, and we all have Cubs, so... Austin was bring, yeah. bring his Park Zone Super Cub. I'll bring my big yellow one and probably the CZ Cub. Okay, now let's uh, pick specific dates here. What are you May 22nd about? and okay. May 23rd at yes. Space City RC out in Waller slash North Katy. Yeah. And so what are the rules for social distancing out there now? Don't cough on anybody or they'll get your ass out of Texas whooping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so many bleeps today. <laughs> it's usually you, but I... We're going to wear know. out the bleep button. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. It's... Uh... That's okay. <laughs> I like Spicy Lee. <laughs> I, no, I'm thinking about the social distancing. Uh, you know, Fitz and I were tongue-in-cheek laughing about the event at Bomber, and it was just... It was like, uh hello <laughs> did anybody get the, the news about what was happening <laughs> y'all we all all sleeping um hey that was several I, weeks ago and i don't have anything so i'm good not that I'm you fine. know of yeah well <laughs> i i i of course encourage anybody who's going to you know six foot distance and you know try to stay at a separate pilot station but if you've ever been to space city it's a very long pilot station we've had people all the way at one end landing and you know, other people at the other end, so it can get pretty wide. So I, I, I think we will do our best, and I'm sure the announcers of the event will remind everybody to please be careful. Yeah. Wipe down your plane. <laughs> yeah. We joke about it, but it's a serious matter. Yeah, use common sense. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be okay. Uh, and so you mentioned uh, Bomber. Bomber's having a Warbird event. I believe this is their Any Size Warbird event on June 6th and 7th. Bomberfield in Monteville, Texas. Yes. Now, I believe, I think this is the one that's normally in April, and we moved it to June. Okay, yeah, I thought it was an odd time for that they had it, but that makes sense. Because of the virus? Yes. What's the theme of this one? Warbird. Okay, so they have the B-17 in September, and then just Warbirds in April usually? Well, I think this Warbird event doesn't have to have a wingspan size. It's any Warbird. B-17 oh, is using okay. the big bird fly-in, so they're looking for big bombers and large planes. I think that one time they had a minimum wingspan. It was 60 inches. No, okay. excuse me. It was 80 inches for single wing, 60 inches for uh, biplane. That's for standard big bird threshold. Yeah, but that's, you know, like you can slide by. Obviously, what they don't want yeah. are little tiny park flyers, so 
Yeah. Right. I think they're, it's 80 span. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I flew my Lysander, and that was 70 something, and nobody had any issues with it. Really? There's uh, nobody on the flight line with a ruler? No. Huh. Also, well, they might be for they might be with a ruler for social distancing. Yeah, you back <laughs> off a few more inches. You're too close. Right. Must be, be this three point two eight meters away. <laughs> uh, no, also I think for the the B seventeen is a general scale meet, not just warbirds. Hmm. Versus okay. this one is just warbirds. So I see. Okay. And what did you guys say? Are you planning to do the warbird event? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm what actually. I'm hopeful. Cross your fingers. Wish me luck. But they're giving away a large Seagull P-47. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, one of the Seagull P-47s. I don't know if it has the landing gear or not, but I think it's an engine and the P-47. And it's a raffle. So Mr. Ray is going to find the tallest guy with the largest uh, (laughs) arm span and pay him several dollars to, you know, give me that arm length pull of tickets. How does that work? 20 bucks at you a wingspan of... Or arm span. Yes, I had that. I had that work for me once. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sniffing. Excuse me, sir. Could you stand up? Let me. Okay, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna find Stretch Armstrong. I am. <laughs> so. Right. And when yeah, is I that one? Doing that. June sixth and seventh. June sixth and seventh. Oh, it'll be nice and toasty. Yeah. It's D-Day, by the way, too. That's right. You know, just to speak about nice and toasty. Uh, I just we've had this break. I just came back from mowing our field. It was hot. I don't know about you, Fitz. I don't know what you were doing for the past few hours, but man, it was hot out there. Yeah, it was pretty Ugh. humid. Golly. I mean, I mean, when you were moving and mowing, it wasn't too bad, but when you came to a standstill, holy Moses. <laughs> and it's only May, so goodness gracious when August comes around. It's like you just moved to Houston. <laughs> yeah, where have you been living? Well, just, I don't know. We've had some really nice weather the past few weeks. Yeah, we have. It's been amazingly nice. Unusually so it was, nice. Yeah, was Get rid say, of all that a, smog. <laughs> well, it wasn't a gradual rise of heat where you just adapt to it. This is like, you know, slapping in the face. We went from 60 last week. Like you, you showed us pictures of snow. Right. <laughs> and I go out there today, it's like 98 degrees. Well, mathematics, we call that a step function. <laughs> okay, yeah. it was hot. <laughs> hot. It was hot. All right. So there you go. A couple of events. If yeah. you'd like more information, drop us a line. You can email us at contact at rcroundtable.com or jump on our Facebook page and chime in. Okay. We'll try yeah. to get those posters put on our Facebook page. Yeah, we and hope stuff starts to uh, open up around the country. Yeah, and speaking of that, the um, preliminary sign-up for the Neat Fair, I think, went out today. And mm-hmm. so that's still on, and I hope it stays that way. All right. All right. Yeah, so I'm planning to make my annual appearance there so keeping it on represent, my represent represent buddy word awkward okay. pause uh, I, think, I think we're finished with that so you think yeah Lee had something Lee you want to take it away I would have had something if I hadn't lost my notes. You lost your notes. Uh, uh, uh. Darn power outage. So to bring you guys up to speed, we had, uh, from this morning till coming back here, we had some huge storms coming. We mentioned it on the show that we were expecting some bad weather. Well, we got it, and 
my computer was on when I left. I came upstairs. I'm not kidding you. I was sitting at my computer. I was like, I better save this. And <laughs> we lost power. <laughs> and I didn't save my notes because I was just typing them while we were chatting. So, you know what? I think I'll just move on from my fun, awesome, crazy notes. I'm sure they were great. I was basically had some questions for you guys, but I only remembered one, and that's just not worth the time and effort. Just oh, like no. me talking that, right now. <laughs> that was the only copy of it anywhere in that existence? Was that was it. It's, and it's gone. And I, I've already taken a nap since then. So anything that was in my short-term memory is gone now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, start over and we'll try maybe next time. Uh, let me see if I can find Okay. Here's, here's the one question I had. You ready? Answer as quick as possible. What is your current throw in the car and go fly aircraft? Go. Terry. Ultrix. Fitz. <laughs> Time's up. You lose. <laughs> the dirt. Probably, probably the turbo timber <laughs> at the moment. The what? The turbo timber, probably. Turbo timber. Okay. Because today mine was the Timber X. Ah, okay. Right. Great mindset. <clears throat> Just curious what your throw in the car and go is. And that was fun. So. And to be clear, we're not sponsored by Horizon Hobby. Although I think we could be with those answers. We yeah. should be. Hint, yeah. hint. hint. <clears throat> hey, guys. <laughs> we keep talking about products you have. <laughs> But it does, the, the new server was working great. So I did some fun flying, and Austin was playing out there with his uh, Mavic Mini chasing me. I was doing some over the tall grass flights with the flaps down. So let's see how that stuff mm. turns out. Yeah, nice. All right. Cool. That's a, that's a good flying plane. Fun all around. Well, nice. Okay. So well, let's talk about a not throwing your car and go flying aircraft. Hey, Terry, how's that plywood overcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is. Because I finally got my video released, and Yay. I posted it on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. It and I was is... disappointed. What? I, I was going to say the part it's awesome, where the motors are... is like, Bleh. where's the part where the motors are cutting out? You cut that out. No, I didn't. I yeah. put the audio. The... He wanted oh, to hear the okay. audio. Yes, well, I would yeah. think You should have let the re, re, Not the Keystone re, Cops re. version of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to hear that on the video anyway. Oh, well, send it raw video. I wanted to see the raw. I'll give you a special director's cut. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and Fitz, this, see this right here? This part right here. I'm going to pause the show right here. <laughs> <laughs> with, with commentary. That's great. Deleted scenes. Uh, <laughs> well, I, saw, I saw the original footage when Terry told us, and I downloaded it. And yes, I could hear those little motors going, ah! <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they were running fine right until it lifted off the ground, and I was committed. And then it's five feet in the air, and you hear it start pulsing. I'm like, oh. Well, see, I was going to say we didn't we didn't mention that early in the previous show, but it was just like SAE when those yeah. guys would overpower, and I was like, I remember that sound. It was like a, the sound of imminent doom coming. <laughs> you heard those motors. You're like, get the cameras ready. <laughs> <laughs> Only my amazing skills and Mm. and dash were able to save the day. Yes, that is true. You did save that plane in what it sounded to be not good. (laughs) (laughs) I foolishly threw it into danger and then heroically saved it from disaster. Well, I did see you had a little spiffy ground loop there at one point. Oh, yeah. That was a a takeoff where I don't know if the wind shifted direction or if I was starting it off crosswind to begin with. But, yeah, the wind caught a wingtip, and once it was tilted that way, the that was it. It's all over. It was minor. No, yeah, no damage. I might have left a divot in the runway. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you though that loop. I was. I had to pause and rewind and go. Oh my god! I was yeah. waiting. I thought you'd like that. That uh, was. Uh, yeah. Well, I think built yeah. like a uh, 
Mack truck. An anvil, a safe, a steel <laughs> yeah. truck, a Sherman tank. A shark cage. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, pick your favorite. So, yeah, it was fun. And uh, the video is kind of long. It might be the longest video I've ever made. So, hmm. so thanks for suffering through it. Here's a shout out. Terry has not said anything about this. This is not Terry's idea. This is Lee's idea. And for those of you who are on Team Lee for this build, we need people who live up in New York that are going to need to offer Terry travel uh, supply, a travel trailer, <laughs> you know, even if it's a horse trailer, to bring that plane to neat. I think um, it would be great. We need people to offer services to help shuttle that to neat. Please join I, us. Yeah, if <laughs> for, I still for pennies a day, you can bring plywood overcast to neat. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I don't know if you guys noticed, but George uh, left a comment on the YouTube version and kind of convinced me that, yeah, it is a, it, it's a conversation piece, if nothing else. So, yeah, I'll probably be shamed into taking it to need if need happens and I'm able to go. So, Does your does your car have a tow trailer? It does, right? It you does, yeah. Well, we will, find, we will <laughs> rent you one. You know what? Fitz and I rented a U-Haul from Texas to Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> that yeah. Let's help the Kansas people. And we, we brought... Uh, uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, that turned out to be a disaster on the way back. <laughs> yeah, didn't do a better smash job. up a lot of planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget, forget, look away. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> um, but you can do that. It wasn't too expensive. You will find a better way to prop it up in there. But that is worthy of bringing it to neat just to put it in the middle there and have everybody either, you know, mock it <laughs> shamelessly pointing <laughs> their finger and laughing. And then mm. you taking off and flying that sucker and then, you know, give someone they, their hand at flying it just to say they did. You I know. guess. I, I think you're praising it out of proportion than its true value. Well, you're blinded by the fact that you have to take care of it, <laughs> that, it <laughs> that you are, you oh my God, it's heavy and I have to carry it. But I think other people would thoroughly enjoy it. You know what? We were all entertained by a guy who brought a plank of ply, excuse me, foam board, strapped lights to it and a motor at best. Yeah. Okay. It was a piece of sheet foam and we all laughed and entertained ourselves and we talked about it. It was foam. This is yeah. a, a heavy dose of plywood. Yeah. It'll be, it'll get be it. just as entertaining for those who are watching it. I I get that it has certain appeal because of its mysterious uh, genesis and its <laughs> unconventional makeup. But you know, I think it'd yeah. be entertaining if someone looked at it and said, "I know that plane." <laughs> you yeah. just might find that one person who had their a hand in building that. Right. Oh, did <laughs> I tell you then guys? You could punch him in the I, face. <laughs> I did reach out to the Cornell University uh, somebody there, their current aero engineering competition team. So they didn't know offhand anything about it. They were <laughs> we check, know so nothing. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't take fingerprints off of it. Well, I hope that, you know, it would be great if someone did reach out to you and, and said, Hey, I got a trailer. I'll shove that thing in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get it there one way or another. And I forgot when I finished this video and had it uploaded, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did onboard video, too. So I've got some more flight footage. Maybe I'll put together a shorter uh, with without me yammering on just a flight video to kind of give you some aspect of what it looks like in the air. Make it so. Okay. Because you said so.
Yes. Now, can we never talk about this airplane again, please? I got other stuff to do. Okay. Well, we we will keep talking about it. So sorry. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we want to see it on the cover of Model Aviation. No. No. <laughs> well, Fitz, you've been quiet. Your turn. My turn. Yes. How about the Eclipsen stream? Let's try this again. Hey, Fitz, talk about the Eclipsen stream. Speaking of new videos. <laughs> hey, Fitz. <laughs> Why, Lee? Golly gee, you're right. <laughs> I have a new 3D printed airplane. Wow. <laughs> yes. And it's a smacker, too. That's uh, not so, a good description <laughs> for an airplane. Oh, no, I did get, get a little smack at one point. Remember when Trick RC released an airplane called The Fix? Their marketing team could have spent a little more time on that one. <laughs> yeah, a little more. Their time. their first day was constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you saw the video I took. Uh, I was out at, uh, at a uh, uh, different field this time because uh, our field is closed. But they had nice paid runway, so I went out there. Uh, and uh, it was neat. It was a new model from Eclipse. In fact, it's just going out on the market. I got sort of an early look at it. Did you say it's a 3D printed model? Yes, it is. Did I mention it was 3D okay. printed? I'm not sure, but that's an important distinction to make. In case I haven't mentioned, it was 3D printed. Did you so, use PLA for that? Uh, yes, mostly PLA, though I did change for the motor mount. I actually used nylon for the motor mount. Good. Uh, but that's the, really the only thing that's different. Everything else is PLA. This one's a little different in their design. They tweaked a few things. It's got uh, some metal for the landing uh, gear. And I don't know if you saw it in the video, but it has a nice, pretty nice hinge design. No more uh, literally duct tape for the hinges. They actually have these pinned hidden hinges like that are recessed. Piano hinge type things. Yeah. Well, uh, quite a piano. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. Hmm. Uh, it's actually worked out really nice. I literally like the design. I thought it was much more elegant than their previous designs and uh, more scale-like. And I really wasn't that familiar with that particular plane. I thought it was just... He kind of based it off of nothing in particular, just sort of like the look, but it's actually a, a ultralight in Europe oh. uh, that, that is uh, of some notoriety. So uh, it is, a, I guess it may be his first scale plane that he's done, that company's done. Is the full scale one 3D printed too? Uh, no. Okay. That'd be interesting. Would somebody actually 3D print a real plane at some point? Hmm. It'll happen. So. So yeah, and so I was. Uh, I flew it and gave him some feedback on it as well. Uh, but it was it was successful. Now I had a, a problem with you saw the problem with the wing in that first landing. Uh, it was something I forgot to mention, but there Would was. Would you call that a problem with the wing? Well, actually, it was my fault. There was a defect in the three D printing of it. Okay, I kind of knew it was there, but I didn't have time to print another middle section. I ended up that was like my fourth try at getting the middle section finished. Oh. And so I ran out of time, and it was like, well, this is good enough. I'll just use some extra glue or something on it. Uh, I don't, it barely fit on the printer, that piece. Okay. It barely fit. And I had the first couple of times, either I had a weird level shift, or at one point it hit something at the top um, and got knocked off. And it was just it was uh, really annoying. So, <laughs> uh, But once I glued it back together at the field, it's actually been really strong. I, it's probably stronger uh, than I realized. Because it took a, another hard landing and no no issues with it. So, yeah. when it's in doubt, plane. add more CA. Yeah, add more CA. That's kind of the neat thing. You just kind of glue it back together, 
Uh, but other than that, it was a um, nice flying plane. I mean, it's, uh, it looks neat in the air. It's a nice design, easy to fly. I didn't have really issues with it. Um, not, it's not a 3D plane. You're not going to be there doing uh, hoverbatics or really aggressive movers with it. But if you're just like a nice, true flying sport plane, it's not bad. All right. Now, with the heat down there in Texas, are you making any special accommodations? Yeah, I printed it in white. Okay, but and can you just leave it out on the tarmac, the runway, whatever, and not worry about it? Yeah, well, um, good question. Probably, I guess as long as it's not too hot, you can do that. I don't know where the, the break point is. I think outside hmm. it's okay. I don't think I've ever had a problem with any of my 3D printed planes, just sitting outside even in the sun in the Texas heat. It's when you get in a car, when you get past oh, 120 man. or something like that degrees, 130, like in a hot car. Yeah. With the windows closed, then the plastic gets plasticky. But outside, it shouldn't be a problem. Have you all seen that picture of Andre's Spitfire? He had the 3D printed Spitfire, and I think it had a rubber band around the fuselage, and it just <laughs> caved in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that like might happen over time. Tube of toothpaste. Yeah. 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 Uh, this doesn't have any rubber bands anywhere, so I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think this was an uh, intended rubber band. I don't know no. the story behind it, but yeah. yeah. But I did have one, I did have one deform. I left it in the car and it started deforming a bit. Another plane. Oops. So yeah, don't leave it in the hot car. Huh. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. So yeah, are they tweaking it based on your feedback? Uh, yeah. Actually, he said he's going to make a couple of changes. I gave him some some minor minor things that I think I should change, and he said, okay, okay, I'll give me. He asked for some more details and dimensions and and such and such, and so. Seems real amenable to uh, making some tweaks. All right, cool. Where's that uh, company based? He is like in Spain, I believe. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's been a real nice, nice guy. Uh, from at least from our email conversations. Hmm. Well, good. Uh, well, speaking of three D printed airplanes, Lee. <laughs> Hello. Has your dream come true? Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time yeah. caller. Don't get used to it, pal. <laughs> well, yes, I, I am now currently printing my first 3D-printed aircraft. And you may not hear it behind me, but I have a piece that is set to uh, gosh, sit on this heating element for 23 hours. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. It is the main fuselage. And as Fitz says, it just fits. <laughs> so, uh, I have had struggles with my 3D printer. It's a love-hate relationship. Sometimes it prints good, but uh, I have been showing fit some of the anomalies I've had with my printer. It just makes no sense. I've had help from Joshua Ash to troubleshoot it too. And at this point, I don't feel like I've fixed the problems. I feel like I have been able to tweak them or adjust them enough to get an adequate print done <clears throat> and and get something built. So I am currently printing a temporarily free plan from rc3dprint.com nice. called a Cessna 337. No Can way. Can you believe it? I believe it. <laughs> believe Dreams can it. come true. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. You know, those other guys just wouldn't build one for me, so I'm going to have to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So it is uh, very interesting, and gosh, I'm, I'm hearing Fitz talk about white PLA. I'm doing mine in gray because that's all I could get my hands on. And I currently have a piece in my hand that I don't know if I sent Fitz the photo, but this was like 
please let this print. This was a 20, another 22-hour job. It's uh, it's pretty big, man. <laughs> this thing has got a like a 1.1 meter wingspan. Okay. Excuse me. Just a little shy of the the 1.2 meter aircraft that we see. Meter. Uh, uh, I have actually had conversations with the designer John. He's from London. Oh, really? Uh-huh. He's the one who runs the site. We've been emailing uh, each other back and forth. Cool. So, He's a Brit. Yeah, and so I, I've explained it very clearly to him that I'm a newbie, so I'm, I'm needing advice and help. And unfortunately, his first flight, his test flight, did not go well. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a video on his blog, on the, uh, his website, where it's great because his Instagram page is how I, I learned about him. And that's when I first sent you that photo, Fitz. It was about, what, two months ago? That 3D so. design of a 337? Yeah. Well, so he was the guy who did that. So he's made it come true to life, and uh, his first flight did again. It just kind of winged over and went into the grass, oh. and a couple of little three D printed pieces, easily <laughs> easily refixable, right, Fitz? Yeah, just, <laughs> just just make more pieces. I was gonna say, it just takes time and PLA. Yeah, and, <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Fitz, for your guidance with Cura profile settings. I think I've got something working, and these pieces look good, and That's just good. have to. <laughs> keep putting on PLA and keep uh, entering STL files in Cure and <laughs> and render and slice and print <laughs> yeah. and remove and clean and yeah, it's all easy. Yeah, because I was wondering how that piece did after we tweaked the settings in Cure. I didn't get a you didn't send a picture of it or tell me how it came out. They I have four pieces printed now. I have the oh you're in roll. Yeah, I have the nose, I have the aft, and I have the two cover cowl pieces. I'm currently printing right. the center fuselage. So what I plan to do is put those five together because that'll be the dimensions of the fuselage. That'll give you an idea of how big this plane's going to be. All right, cool. So 1.1 meter wingspan, you said? Yeah, let me pull it up just to so I'm not lying because I have and, it right here. Well, what kind of power are you planning for it? I have no idea. Looking at his, he was way underpowered. And looking at the little covers he has, uh, the motors he probably sized it for were too small. So okay. may have to go a little bit bigger because it definitely looked like it was underpowered. He has okay. here 2212 900kV motors, so 400 size motors. Kind of like it, he, he, needs, he needs more power. It needs more power. doesn't sound awful for an airplane that size, but maybe if it's heavy. It's heavy, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was very tail heavy. His ver- I mean, when you see his flight, you can see how it just uh, it was gotcha. begging for nose weight. So, so maybe, yeah, it was his first ever flight with the design? Yeah. So we don't know if this design works. No, but Interesting. Just, just add more power. <laughs> oh, is I, John a beginning modeler? He he is, and boy, okay. I am wrong. It is one point three meters. Oh my goodness! You bigger. You just left out point two meters. Yeah, just <laughs> threw it away. <laughs> we, we had this joke earlier. I'm a guy. I can't measure anything. <laughs> so, foot yes. here, foot there. <laughs> so it is, uh, what it says here, the specifications, uh, the wingspan area is 1.3. The flying weight is 1,100 grams. So divide by 30, that gives you ounces. Number of grams? Well, 1,000 grams is 2.2 pounds. So he's Ooh, a listen to you. Yeah. So you're roughly two and a half pounds-ish. So, so yeah, that's 37 ounces. So just, yeah, like two and a half pounds. We'll figure it out. Yeah, two and a quarter pounds. That doesn't hey. seem horrible. No, I just think it needs bigger motors. That's yeah, what I'm okay. about. So maybe this is a, a match that could be uh, mutually beneficial. Or as they say in the business world, 
Synergy. 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 Okay. You can help him with the basics of RC and aerodynamics, and he can design airplanes you like. Well, he's got two other planes. He's got a Pilatus Porter on his website. Okay. Has he flown that one? He has. Okay. Good. Oh. So he's not a total newcomer. Yeah. Okay. Good. And he's not charging much at all, so. Well, there you go. All right. Well, maybe you'll be the beta tester for this thing then. Well, he, he said he was asking people to download it free for a limited time, and it just in return, you'd post photos and so forth. So I have, and we've had a nice conversation. So I will, I'm doing some time-lapse photos, excuse me, time-lapse video uh, mm-hmm. for him and trying to you know, take all my notes. In fact, we did mention um, to each other that I, I felt like the default, uh, what do they call it, layer pattern in Cura was uh, concentric. And he thought it yeah. was lines. And so that was one of the other problems I had. I was doing that concentric and Fitz looked right at him immediately and said, that is wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, when I told him, I said, I think it, the, the default was concentric. He said, oh, I thought it was uh, lines. I said, no, mine was concentric. But in any case, he, you know, he's starting to say, okay, I'll just make sure that when I tell people profile settings, they set to make sure they fix this and that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, again, I'm new to it, so I'm not very technical, but it's printing happily. Good. And if we don't lose power again, it should finish. <laughs> I was going to ask, did the power shut off interrupt anything? Uh, well, it had already finished, but I'm, you know, I was about oh, to start okay. it before I called you guys. and like, ugh, I don't have a UPS on that sucker. I have a I surge had, protector, but I don't have a UPS. Yeah, I had that happen last week or so. I was in the middle of a big print overnight, and we lost power. So that oh. went, yeah. So now I have a UPS on it. Hmm. But, okay. I, but I had another problem. I had... Longest print ever. I'm printing something for a friend of mine. He's working on a project, and he's designed some stuff, and he asked me to print it for him. And this particular item, it was basically almost 40 hours to print. And 30 hours into it, uh, I left it overnight. I come back in the morning. There's this big error screen on the printer. It says heat failure or something like that. I go, oh, what the hell? Uh, (laughs) I was like, no. Of course, the printer wasn't working. Uh, and so what the heck? And I look up, I go to the web and look up this error, see if anybody else had the thing. And the general consensus was the power supply overheated. And the well, power supply overheated. So I look at it closely, and there's a fan in the power supply, and it was barely running. Uh. So it looks like the fan conked out on me, and the power supply overheated. So I was not a happy camper. Because <laughs> was something well, we really needed done quickly. Well, yeah. you know, soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I was say, quickly is a word you don't use <laughs> when quickly, you have a 3D yeah. printer. We were hoping to have it done today. So now it's another, you know, I had to restart it so, and put a new fan in it, restart it. And I put a second fan on blowing over everything on the power supply. So it's got internal and external fan on it. But, you know, it's going to take another two days of print. So, right. You know, well, if you better... have kids. Sorry. No, you go ahead. If you have kids that you need to teach them a lesson about patience, buy a 3D printer. <laughs> and yeah. you put a chair in front of it and then you know have them download the coolest thing they see in Thingiverse and tell them they can print it as long as they sit in that chair and watch oh gosh yeah it's fun <laughs> for a few minutes but... <laughs> so is watching okay. paint dry well yeah okay one last thing uh, so I went to this guy's Facebook page and first of all I think I'm going to really like this guy this not guy, only does he guy? what's that which guy 
this 3D RC, RC 3D printer. Oh, okay. So we're back to your model now. Okay. Yes. Uh, so not, not only does he have a 337, which both... Oh, no, we're back to Lee's for. guy. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about your Spain guy. We're talking about no, no, Lee's no. London Lee's, guy. Lee's guy. <laughs> my London guy. Yeah. Hey, John, you hear that? You're my London guy. The guy in London. The, the London connection. <laughs> Blimey. Uh, so, um, so, um, sorry, as the British would page? say, as the British would say, this guy's brilliant because, uh, <laughs> not only does a 337, which both Lee and I love, he's working on an X29. Oh, the forward swiped, uh, F5 variant or F29, uh, all yeah. kinds of goodness. It's like, take yeah. all the cool stuff you can stick on an airplane and put it and make it, uh, so apparently he's, he's teased that he's working on an X-29, uh, 64mm. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you have a model of that before? I have a pusher, yeah, a foamy thing made out of Depron. Um, that's, it's not EDF, it's just a pusher thing. But yeah, okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's got, what do you call it, flat wings? Uh, yeah, just flat plate. Flat plate wings, nothing yeah. fancy. Plank. That That's the one. Uh, were you there, Lee? Maybe Terry? Some years ago, at best, I flew it, and I, I launched it and tripped over something. It fell on the ground, <laughs> and I was in the, lying on the ground in a prone position, flying the airplane around <laughs> to land it so I can stand back up. <laughs> oh, is that when you tripped over the fence around the pilot station or something? Maybe that's what it was. It was something I tripped over, ended up on the ground. Yeah. And, and so I figured, well, let me just keep flying, even though I'm, I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> I have a vague memory of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's our other challenge. Okay, lay down on the ground, fly this plane. <laughs> Do a handstand on a skateboard. <laughs> well, trim bubblegum. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, when Fitz was like all excited about it, because I got to like this guy, the thought in my head was Fitz saw the guy with power poles. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. No. Thought, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was at the AMA Expo, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like this guy. That was, what's his name? <laughs> That's the guy you know uh, who builds all the Star Wars models. Um, what's his name? You know him, Terry? Adam. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Woodworth. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He uses power poles because he knows what the good stuff is. I guess so. <laughs> All right, so we done 3D printing talk? Okay, no, we're done I, 3D printing. Well, I have questions. No, no, no. Well, actually, done. just, all right, fine, we're done. <laughs> no, well, ahead. our question is, when are you going to get your 3D printer? I don't know. It hasn't shipped yet. Uh, I'll tell you when it's here. What question do you have, Terry? All right, how is the torsional stiffness on 3D printed wings? They're really good, actually. Okay, good, yeah. because when I think of X-29 or forward swept wings in general, their main weakness is torsional. Yeah. That's yeah. where all the stress is, so yep. I'm just making sure it's going to be uh, able to handle that. No, nah, it's not going to be a problem. All right, good. Now we can stop 3D print talk. Okay. I hope you get yours soon, Terry. If you don't, just find a micro center and pick up one. They're like everywhere. I saw someone post a, a photo in another state of just this huge stack of... You know, Creality yeah. Ender 3 Pros sitting there waiting for Terry to pick one up. I, no, <laughs> I am happy to wait for them to ship mine while you sort through all the detritus uh, of getting started. I see. And then get all the advice from us. Right. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to call you when I open the box and say, all right, kickstart me and 
Sorry. I'm, I'm changing my number to a 900 number. I'm going to charge you for that call. $5 for the first minute. I'll talk sexy. All right. First, you want to print a Z-axis shim. Yeah. Did you hear that, baby? Z-axis shim. Yeah. Is your film at all hot and melty? Is your bed warmed up? Don't forget to preheat the bed. Send your cards and letters with comments to RC Roundtable. P.O. Box. All right. So, what else we got? Anything else before we uh, cut out for today? I don't think so. I believe we hit everything on our to-do list. All right. I think we've tortured everybody enough for this episode, and uh, we will look forward to talking to everybody next time. And uh, I think that'll be after the fly-in. So, we may have some. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it happens with the fly-in. In between now and the next episode, any last yeah, words? Yeah. I was going to say I mentioned it on our Facebook page, but if you have a project you're working on and you'd like to share it with us and our followers on our Facebook page, email us uh, some notes and some photos of the thing you're that's cool and awesome, and you know I'm going to like a lot because it's a P38. Uh, <laughs> just some suggestions there but yeah send us an email contact at rcroundtable.com and we will post that up for you we're trying to find like little weekly projects we can put out there or I guess a weekly what would you call that highlight store, highlight store window display yeah there you go so if you have something yeah. we will happily share it if you can change Lee's focus from plywood overcast to something else, <laughs> I would uh, be greatly indebted to you. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to see the project you're working on. We had, what, last week we had uh, Mike's uh, Stealth Bomber, right? The project yep. he was working on? Yeah. He's uh, pretty heavily modified he was going to do to it, so that was interesting. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Show some pictures, I'm sure. Not only us, but everybody else would love to see what you're working on. Seems like a lot of people have been working on stuff since they've been stuck at home for the most part, so I want to see some good stuff. Anything and everything. And in fact, if there's like more than one cool one, we'll just have to do two. Yeah, yeah. we got the room. <laughs> I know I'm going to go in the garage. The A10 almost done. So I'm going to do the finishing touches on that over the weekend and pull down another project I've been meaning to get to. And I'm right. pretty sure employees are not <laughs> able to play the oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do they call it? How's that go? <laughs> Yeah, family and friends of employees are not eligible. Eligible, thank you. Where was oh, that word? It was just hiding it. back there. I get it. <laughs> uh, uh, All these 3D printing uh, words are in my head right now. They've, yeah. <laughs> I've had to make room for them. All right, well, Lee, let me give you a challenge before next time. Uh-oh. Get your little 3D printed airboat moving. Oh, yeah. If I can find those parts that I bought. I asked Austin the other day, I said, hey, you remember those things, I, those parts I had right here on the table? And he's like, uh... Was he hooked to a polygraph at the time? <laughs> I should. <laughs> I'll give you $10 if you tell me where they are. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, they're right here. <laughs> it's amazing how money can solve problems, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny, speaking of parts, I went down to the local hobby store. Uh, I haven't been to them in a little while. And they popped over, and they were busy. Yeah. Yeah, well, Good. people running out doing stuff, so... And they were allowing yeah. people inside? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. I think my hobby store here is still doing, uh, like, uh, parking lot delivery, drive-up service. Oh, that's because your state's not a renegade like ours is. That's true. All right, so uh, I think on that note, we're going to renegade ourselves out of here. 
And we'll <laughs> see everybody next time. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.